Hello everyone, it is Heng here. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been sending me nice messages regarding my recent low-level mental breakdown uh, that we talked about uh, in the most recent episode. Um, yeah, I'm doing much better now. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah, I'm on the mend. Uh, ben couldn't make this record uh, this week, but we'd already booked in time with the very funny Daniel Walker. Uh, and so our beloved friend, who you know and love, Tom Walker, no relation, uh, jumped on instead of Ben. Uh, we recorded this on Tuesday morning, uh, but it is Saturday evening now, and I've only just got around to finishing the edit. So if you're hearing this, as soon as it comes out, um, one thing we wanted to let you know about is that Demi Lardner is digging a big hole, and she's going to bury Tom Walker in it. Um, and I know that sounds like something I should be calling the police over, but it's actually uh, <laughs> some live streamed content um, that will be happening on Demi's Twitch stream from Sunday the 6th of June uh, at midday Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, for overseas listeners, that is Saturday 10pm in Boston, uh, Sunday 2am in the UK and 7pm uh, Saturday in Los Angeles. I know it's confusing. Um, anyway, tune in uh, because Ben and I are going to be uh, coming by very early on, probably about 12.30 um, or so. Uh, and we're going to do like an hour of chat about the big hole uh, and about Tom and Demi and, you know, just about everything that's going on. Um, yeah. Uh, if you missed that, we'll probably put it on that that bit of the audio on Patreon later. Uh, also, if you live in Sydney, I'm doing a heap of TV tapings in the next few months. Uh, the first one is for Alex Lee's new show. Uh, it's called Win the Week. Um, it's very, very funny. I'm doing the I'm doing a pilot episode with them on Tuesday, the 8th of June. So DM me on Instagram at Hingers if you'd like to come along to that. It'll be completely free. Uh, it's at the ABC Tuesday night. Um, I don't know the I can't remember the exact time, but um, yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be crazy because it's a pilot. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, please keep sending us classifieds. We're in the process of remaking our website, but for now, Facebook is the easy way to do that. If you've just started listening to our podcast and you like it, please go and give us a five star rating uh, on your podcast app. Maybe leave a little review. You know, um, it's honestly the most helpful thing anyone can do to let people know about our fucking stupid show about come that you know is the best thing that we love doing this new episode uh does talk a lot about dead animals um i should say that um but also it is very funny uh, i hope you're all well and thank you again for those kind of messages <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to What Remains, the internet's premier funny podcast. Uh, my name is Michael Hagan. Joining me today is not Ben Jenkins, the vagabond, the pedophile, the <laughs> disgusting Michael, man that he Michael. is. Michael, um, what, what? No good? No good? Michael, not a fun bit? Michael. Not a fun bit? <laughs> <laughs> Is that I a like good way it. to start the show, guys? It's a, no, it's a great way to start the show. I just wanted to make sure you knew you were doing it. Because <laughs> usually anyway, when someone's doing just... that, you like need to, I don't know, slap them about the face, bring them back to themselves. <laughs> but I'm sorry, it's rude <laughs> to talk before you're introduced on a podcast. Please go back to, tell, uh, to referring to your absent co-host as a pedophile. <laughs> this is crook. Anyway, um, Tom Walker is here. Uh, hello, Tom. And uh, also joining us, our second guest um, host for today. Uh, she previously declared that she couldn't read. Or maybe she could read. I can't remember. Uh, you would know, know her as a, uh, as a plant detective um, and a stand-up comedian in her own right. Danielle Walker. Hello, hello. Danielle. 
No, I think you and Ben Jenkins declared I couldn't read, and I vehemently <laughs> denied that accusation. Well, I've yet to see you read with my own two eyes. Um, anyway, um, how are you, bud? Tom, how are you? Have you had a good week? Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, Demi, uh, my girlfriend Demi, is out of town. She's doing the run of gigs up the Gold Coast, which always... Um, I think every comedian in Sydney and kind of Melbourne knows the gigs. They're run by a guy called Josh Armstrong. Um and I think they provoke a visceral reaction in you when you remember that they exist. I mm, love them. Yeah. I genuinely <laughs> love those gigs. They're one of some of my favorite gigs. The joy really? I get from going to the Gold Coast. I it's love really it. Fun, it's really eh? fun. It's my favorite like, time. It's like stepping into a weird little video game world where nothing matters and anything can happen. Like it's when yeah. it's when you turn on the riot mode in GTA and you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I've never actually done these gigs. I've just heard crazy stories about... This is for, for people who aren't um, very specific Sydney-based comedians who are listening to this podcast. <laughs> it's a run of gigs. You fly out of state to do okay, them. Okay, no, sorry, uh, I'll take over here, Michael. Um, for anyone who's not a very specific Sydney-based comedian listening to this podcast, turn it off. It's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> the Gold Coast is sort of like Australia's Florida is basically how i describe it. Mm. Or it's, it's kind of like... It's a place where a lot of old people go to retire. It's also... Um, like a wild place where you hear a lot of like crazy stories. But Danielle, as a Queenslander, when you go to the Gold Coast, do you sense a camaraderie with the patrons there or do they immediately judge you and, um, and throw feel, you out of town? I feel like they sense that I'm one of them and immediately there's a kinship that's formed. And um, it's like they're sitting there just cheering me on. <laughs> I... Really enjoy the Gold Coast. So you gigs. You, you crush, you crush I on the Gold Coast. Crush, I love it. It's my favourite <laughs> run of gigs in all of Australia. People often go, can't wait to get the gala, and I'm like, I don't know. I'd love to go do Josh's gigs again. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to. I can't wait to crush at the dog and parrot. <laughs> <laughs> Because don't you live? Don't, don't don't you stay with the like you fly to do his gigs and then you live with him for a week? Isn't that kind of how it works? Yeah, I also, there's something about that that I find quite funny too. I just find that there's like one room where there's a painting in the room that one of Josh's ex-girlfriends have done where he's like, he's having sex with the lady. It's a small, it's like this, it's like an A4 painting that she's done that takes, that's just in the middle of a blank Yeah, he, um, the way, the way Josh lives is very funny because he's got, like, he's up in the Gold Coast where property, I guess, doesn't cost much and he's renting or whatever. But so he's just been able, whenever you go to his place, you're like, oh, fuck, this is the the space of a guy who's got the Dexies and the will to take up as many <laughs> hobbies as he cares to. And so you, you're like, you're picking your way over, like, the big TV and the, the electric <laughs> drum set and over to, the you know, shisha. the souped up little, oh, the fucking shisha that he's got hooked up <laughs> next to the out you should do the gig sing it's really fun <laughs> um all right i'll add it to the list of um career milestones i'm yet to achieve i saw i saw a lady when i was up there last time i did it and she, she one of one of the biggest crushes i've ever seen um and she was an older woman maybe you'll know her danielle she was a, a lady with a strong strong tan and a uh, a british accent um who absolutely destroyed but was just doing the filthiest gear i have ever heard in my life she oh was... that could have been a number of women okay so this specific a... bit i'm thinking about was when she was like you know when you get your pube in your mouth ladies back in my day i don't know everyone makes a big deal of it now back in my day you just use the cock to shove it down and just <laughs> oh, 
an entire room full of people. It's the closest I've seen to a mid-set standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> I think that woman, I think I might be Facebook friends with her mm. or, or, or a similar woman who I did a gig with maybe 10 years ago in Queensland, in Brisbane or something. And I've, uh, without naming them, they have gone down a very um, rapid pro-Trump anti-vax. Yes. Like, no, yeah. Um, okay. And again, this yeah, could okay, be, this, this, this could be okay, one good. of many women in Queensland, but I do <laughs> believe that <laughs> this is at least the same kind of woman. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I saw, I saw someone crush really hard being like, wow, they're really funny. They added me as a friend on Facebook. And then like the next day they were being like, there are too many Chinese people in Australia <laughs> buying the property. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh was saying that he's like, yeah, she's an absolute crusher, but you've got to like every few days, I just, you know, check her profile and message her just to be like, Hey, just so you know, that's not real. And she's like, all right, all right, I don't know anything. <laughs> Whatever. Wow. Um, and also, Tom, I believe, uh, are we allowed to talk about the thing that's happening on Sunday? Uh, oh. Or is that not is that not public yet? No, we can we can talk about that. Mm. <laughs> and well, that's the no, no, Tom. The I don't, I don't know if you know about this, Danielle. On Sunday, uh, Demi Lardner, who you'd know as a comedian and also Tom Walker's uh, life partner and housemate, yes. uh, is going to be digging a big hole live on Twitch and burying Tom Walker in a hole. Um, uh, Tom, You're how do you feel about big, this? Tom is yeah. It, very... <laughs> do you think she'll be able to build? dig a big enough hole over the course of a day? So here's the thing. I, and I don't want to ever impugn what Demi thinks of herself. I think she is overestimating how easy it is to dig a hole. I think she will. I I believe that I will become involved in digging the hole. She keeps saying that oh, she will be able to dig the hole. I don't think she'll be able to dig the hole. So you think you're going to have to dig your own hole yeah. slash grave? Well, Can I ask where... Where the hole is being dug? Yes, it's in uh, the garden of friends of her managers. Okay, so yeah, so it just in in compact dirt in a house, in yeah, like soil. That's, it's like, it's like yeah, a, that's going to be quite hard. Is she going to drench the soil in water first to try and soften it? Or these I mean, you questions. know so much about digging graves, Danielle. How Listen, you... my granddad's dug his own grave. We've dug plenty of graves for the dogs over the years. Okay, and um, I would love to graves... back up to ask about the granddad thing. Was this a thing where Dad decided that Granddad had had enough life? No, Were you holding a gun on grave. Granddad? Yeah, that's what I'm why, why did he dig his own grave? Where does he? Wait, at the at the he just went to the cemetery and was like, "Step aside, amateurs. I know how to dig a grave." No, he's dug it on his own property because he doesn't want to. He wants to be buried on his own property. Apparently, the council have said that that's not allowed. But Granddad has just said we're not allowed to tell anybody if he dies. Um, we're just supposed to put him into the hole. Tell anyone if he dies. Look, it's got it's like a Pentagon level secret that Granny that, that, that Danielle's granddad dies. No yeah. one's allowed to know. He wants to be on his property. What's so wrong with that? I, I guess um, is his property like a farm or is his property like just a like a quarter acre block in the middle of um, Queensland? It's actually a flat. No, got... Weirdly, it's a it's a cute yeah. little flat. It's kind of he a wants similar... to be buried in his freezer. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's got twenty six acres and. Um, there's a, a fair, there's like a area within the bush that um, is where we've buried all the dogs over the years, which is, is where he's dug the grave for himself. Um, sure. 
And when archaeologists find this, they're going to think that about the 15 dogs. dogs, they're going to think that 15 dogs ate a poisoned man and all died. That's what <laughs> yeah. they're going to think happened. <laughs> Fuck, he took him down with a fight. <laughs> Maybe you want to bite him a few times before you put him in the ground just to really make it. There's going to be so many dead dogs and, and human remains there. They're going to think it was, they're going to assume it was a tar pit. They're going to be like, there must have been quicksand or a tar pit that made all these animals meet their end. Yeah, um, there, there has been quite a few dogs that have died because my um my Uncle Peter's dog, Wally, he he kept having litters of puppies with um another dog of his, which was previously called Candy, that when we got when she got older we started to call her grandma. And um <laughs> she she had like heaps of litters of puppies. There was a point where my nana and granddad had like forty dogs. <laughs> But Fuck. because they were sort of inbred, so they kept dogs. dying. And then, 40 yeah. dogs. <laughs> um, for listeners, Danielle is part of. Uh, Danielle is, is from one of the, the, the most lawless places in Australia. Uh, <laughs> like regional Queensland is like. You're kind of. Which, you're from like the north end, right? The top bit. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one up there to yeah, tell you no. how many dogs is right. No, you got acreage, you can have as many dogs as you want, I think, is the rule. That's definitely not the rule, but, um, you know, you can't tell people that. Can't, yeah, you can't tell a man who digs his own grave how many dogs he can have. What are you, insane? No, he might exactly. dig another one. <laughs> well, um, actually, speaking of um, speaking of animals dying, uh, this is I, I wanted to start off today by um, uh, reading out some funny text on the internet that's been submitted by Kwong Lee. Thank you, Kwong. Uh, it, so just to run you through it, this is comments from a TikTok that was posted by Semily X, right? So the TikTok was just one of those um, videos that asked a question and then a bunch of people are answering the question. But this is, so, so the original TikTok just asked, please tell me how your hamsters died because these bitches die from anything, <laughs> right? And I've... <laughs> And, and Kwong, so Kwong sent a bunch of screenshots in. I've, I've just picked out a couple of different um, reasons that people's hamsters died. I'm going to read them out to you guys and feel free to stop me at any time. But there are 21 reasons I've picked up, picked out oh that are pretty God. funny. All right. For example, I popped a balloon and it had a heart attack. Oh. That's a reason a hamster could die. Um, I sneezed two meters away from him and I think he had a heart attack. Okay. There's a theme there. Uh-huh. Parents left me alone, so I let my hamster free in my living room. Why did he run straight into the fireplace? I watched Titanic to feel better. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> another person. My, my hamster died in three days, and the lady at the Pet Smart told us it was wet tail, which means diarrhea. He shat himself to death. Oh. It's another one. My hamster got out, chewed some wires behind our TV and got shocked to death. He was he was fried when we found him. Uh, mine had a seizure when I was five. And me and my brother thought he was giving us a dance show. Oh, my God. Uh, I think number seven <laughs> is one of my favourite ones. One of my books fell on him. <laughs> I mean, the... Uh, my hamster... Dis- my- oh, sorry. Yes, no, Tom? I was just going to say, the one of my books fell on him is the first one that's kind of had a uh, cartoonish distance to it, where you're like, oh, yeah. this would result in a funny little image. And then you remember that that probably squished some stuff out the side of the hamster. And you're like, oh... Well, the other problem with I, I think what they don't tell you about that one is there's a there's another hamster, the sort of a wily coyote hamster that pushed the book I see. onto the, um, this. Oh. Uh, uh, my my hamster disappeared for months, then came out from behind the fridge, missing hair. It looked up me, looked up at me, and just died. Uh, another one. Oh. It sneezed so hard it died. Number ten. My mum vacuumed it. 
Number 11. Mine drowned in the dog bowl and just floated there. Um, another reason our hamster died. He fell down the stairs in a hamster ball. He was a runner. He was a track star. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Number 13. It owned fart, scared him, and died. It owned fart, scared him, and died. <laughs> He just started another another one. He just started running so fast that he died. Um, this is another one. I think that might um, speak to you, Tom. My dad fed it too many Doritos, then it died on Canada Day. All right, now I'm just trying to take that in a compliment. I'm fucking dislocating my own brain, <laughs> bending over backwards. I think you'd appreciate overfeeding a hamster Doritos so it dies. Surely, mm, mm. no. Okay, what about try this one on try this one on for size then. I was riding my bike, then it fell out my pocket and my back wheel ran over Whoa. it. Hmm? Oh. It's pretty grim. Uh, another person stepped on it while walking to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> my friend's hamster got super cold and didn't move, so they tried baking okay, him. Okay, well that one was already uh, dead, and then you tried to do the worst resuscitation I've ever heard. I think there's the problem. They do uh, they did that. In 101 Dalmatians, though, didn't they? Did they put the dog in the oven for a bit to warm it up, or is that? A Did they? I have? Maybe it. In a movie? Happen. Is this the movie or the? Is this the the movie or the cartoon? In my mind, in the cartoon, they heated it up in the oven. But maybe that is like one of those like Mandela effect things, and I think that that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, remember how the wow. South African government put Nelson Mandela in that oven for all those years? <laughs> I'm starting to realise why there are so many dead dogs on Danielle's property. <laughs> Oh, you can't fit them in the oven, Hing. <laughs> only the puppies. Only the puppies. Um, uh, my, my, mine jumped into the frying pan when mum was making crepes and died of heat stroke, I suppose. Died of heat um, stroke? Number it was 20. cooked. You get heat stroke when you go outside yeah. without a hat. That's not heat stroke. <laughs> it died because it jumped fr- into the frying pan. It didn't even get to the fire. What about this one? Um, sister threw it at wall. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> That's awful. And the final one, my friend's hamster stuck its head between bars and hung himself. Um, these are all... <laughs> these are all reasons people's hamsters died. Uh, again, thank you, Kwong Lee, oh. for sending them through. Oh, my God. Uh, Danielle, have you, ever had a, have you ever had a hamster? No, I don't think... Do we have them in Australia? I don't know. There's a lot of things that are illegal in Queensland, like rabbits are illegal. Mm. Um, Oh, right. I assume... I think you can have gerbils and hamsters. I think they've got to be caged and and stuff in in Australia, I think. We're not a big rodent family. Um, Right, big dog family, obviously. Big dog family. Um, We had a bird for a bit, um, but that... We actually had a bird for a day, and um, then it... Mum told me it got sleeping bird disease, and now I assume that that's actually not a thing. And the bird just died or something happened. But, like, we had this perfect bird for a day. Sleeping bird disease. Have you ever bothered to fact check it? Yeah, I'm Googling sleeping bird disease right now. (laughs) We had this, like... Does it exist? Oh, nothing's coming up. Let's put some quotation marks around that bad boy to see if that specific (laughs) phrase exists or has ever existed. No results found for sleeping bird disease. Yeah, this is the only one that recently I've realised Mum probably lied to me about. Yeah, she probably um, lied when she told you the bird was sick of dying a peaceful death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as she emptied it out of the frying pan. Um, Danielle, um, yeah, so, so what, you've had birds, you've had many dogs in your family. Yes. Um, do you have a favourite pet of all time? Um, I My dog, Sarge. 
he uh-huh, he uh-huh. was like my my boy. You know, he would uh-huh. like give me a kiss in the mornings and wake me up by That's jumping up onto my window and and waking me up by banging on the window. He was pretty good. <laughs> Why'd you, why'd you call him Sarge? Did you choose that name? Um, no, my dad my dad chose that name because we had... I got to name my first dog. His name was Andre after Andre the Seal. And then um, <laughs> and then we got Duke. We got Duke um, the day my mum found out she was pregnant with the twins and my sisters. Mm-hmm. And then um, and he, I have the same birthday as him. And then um, my dad took like two weeks to name him Duke. And then we got Sarge and dad decided to stick with the like the army theme and call him Sarge. right so that's the entire story behind all my dog's names so okay you're just like that your dog was a commissioned officer yeah it's kind of nice he was a german uh, shepherd tom... so you know he was he was in the army uh tom you seem like someone who's um who's i, I guess failed a lot of animals in his time no. uh <laughs> no 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 because <laughs> no, you know, didn't you have dogs growing up that um I think you were you telling me that you had a dog growing up that every time it sneezed its eyeballs would pop out? No, that's that's a risk with pugs. But my my parents had right. British bulldogs uh, who were just kind of like a, they're like you know how sometimes you'll buy like I don't know a meat pie or a sausage roll and it'll just already be deteriorating and you're like fuck I gotta I gotta like see to this now. That's how a British bulldog <laughs> works. They're made to die. Like they're they're born dead. Right. And you're just you're just living <laughs> and, in their and, glory. And the challenge is to keep them alive. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So you're just you're just fighting nature the whole time. Yeah. You're putting food um, in, it and you're like, what's the point of this? And it's looking up at you with its fucked up little face, being like, I don't know. <laughs> did you have any non non traditional pets? Like, uh, did you ever have fish or lizards or anything like stuff that wasn't just a dog or a cat? I had an axolotl um, for like a month. And then it died, it- and I remember looking down at the axolotl and being like, "I don't know you well enough to be actually sad, but I guess I'll, I guess I'll stop what I'm doing." <laughs> You'll do some performative sadness, yeah. for the um, for the axolotl community and the um, and anyone what looking looking on. Well, it was like, am I sad? Like, I didn't get to know the part of you that dwells in water. I didn't get to know the part of you that dwells on land. I don't know what you had to offer me. <laughs> I don't know. Have you, ever, have you guys ever had an axolotl? You know what an axolotl I is, just, right? Not, yeah. I, I is, wanted is it, an axolotl, but I never got I got a Siamese fighting fish, and I had him Are they like, different? I always assumed they were the same. The axolotl Siamese, has legs. No, they're very different. Oh, okay. Hang on. The Siamese fighting right. fish is a beautiful, colourful fish. Well, it's a male that's got the colours um, and the big tail. But I, oh, axolotls. I'm th- right. Okay, yeah. Axolotls are, um, axolotls are the cutest animal in the world. Yeah, they're little freaks, Um huh? Mm. Right. I think I think uh do, do fighting fish actually fight? If you put two of the boys in together, yeah, they will they will fight. Wow. And, and Did you ever did you have two and did you make them fight, Danielle? Of course not. I'm not a psycho. <laughs> I had Fierro and I loved Fierro. I took up I looked You called him Fierro? Yeah, I was really into <laughs> Wicked the musical at the time. I was like fourteen. And then when Fierro died after two years, I was so sad and I like carried him out to the to the bench in his bowl and I was like, Mum, Fierro's dead. And then I went out to tell Dad and I left him on the bench and then I came back in and Mum had taken him out of the bowl and thrown him in the bin and then I cracked the shits big time. And I was like, you put Fierro in the bin! In the bin! How could you do that? And then I picked him up out of the bin and went and buried him in the creek. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you took him to your other you bin down the creek. 
Yeah. <laughs> you didn't bury him um, with the dogs in Grandpa's grave or anything? Oh my God, Hing. He's a, he's not a he. He wasn't an animal of the land. He he's was a an water animal type. Of the water. Hing. Yeah. Oh, so you need to. So right. Okay. He has to have a sea burial, yes. like Osama bin Laden. I understand. I understand, Daniel. <laughs> exactly. Mm. <laughs> oh man. Um. Uh, the other reason I uh, wanted to talk about this is because I, growing up, had a lizard. I, we had a blue tongue lizard that I, we weren't, we didn't really have it. It just lived in our backyard. Mm. Um, and um, uh, it just kind of hung around in our backyard and we'd leave out little bits of chicken and stuff for it and whatever else, like little bits of meat and stuff. This is when I was like, I reckon I was like four or five. This is when we were living in Illawong. Um, and we just love this lizard. He was named, His name was Bluey. He was maybe like... I don't know, forty centimeters long. He was quite he's quite big for a lizard. And he'd just come out and hang out in our lizard in, in, in our backyard and he'd sun himself on the rocks. My brother and I used to go hang out with him and stuff. Loved him so much. And then one day, uh, we came out and uh, one morning we came out and I remember him he'd been mauled, he'd been um, basically been killed by a cat. Oh. Right? And the only cat in the neighborhood was our next door neighbor's cat. Right? And so I became like I reckon, psychotically convinced this cat was a fucking murderer and needed to be punished, and like as a result, there the whole house next door was evil, and these fucking lizard killers, oh like God. what a bunch of fucking, <laughs> and I and not not did you not murder that, like, a cat thing? <laughs> yeah, I did a full um Malcolm Turnbull and just kicked a cat. No, 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 no. I um so I became convinced that this uh this this cat and this family fucking hated our lizard. I was like five and I just hated this cat. I hated the family next door. Every time they like, every time they like, I saw their car coming out their driveway, I'd give them the finger from inside our house. Like stuff like real cool stuff like that that a five-year-old would do. I became obsessed with this fucking family because I thought they killed my lizard. (laughs) And then uh, I reckon like six months later, maybe it was like, I I can't remember. It's all blurry, but like, Soon after that, uh, their cat died, and I remember talking to the girl who lived next door, and she was saying that her cat died, and I remember being like being filled with joy that her cat had died <laughs> because I thought it was like cosmic justice. I was like, "Yeah, you see what fucking happens? You see what fuck it now?" I know it sounds like I killed the cat. I want to make it very clear: I did not kill the cat. The cat died of sleeping cat disease or whatever. Um, but. I, and then uh, I remember she told her parents that I was really happy that the cat died. And then they told my parents and I got in trouble for being happy that the cat died. And then I honestly, um, in retrospect, like defended myself like a, um, I don't know, like a like a real ladies and gentlemen of the jury w- with my parents. I was like, don't you understand? The whole system's crazy. I'm not, I'm not wrong here. The cat died and I was happy because the cat killed the lizard. The cat killed Bluey. Anyway, um... I'm saying I'm I'm looking at your eye, both of your <laughs> eyes now and seeing that um both of, I've maybe I've uncovered some things in my past that are maybe are just too disturbing to reveal I on think podcast. The two things that are so scary there are, I mean for one all of it but also I, I don't know about you Danielle but to me remembering that much of being five years old is inhuman. I love I love the idea of a psychotic five year old hick. I, I kind of wish more of that had stuck around. Oh, we all love little Stewie Griffin Hing. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think this is one of those memories that, like, I've stewed on a lot and thought about a lot, so I probably filled in some gaps. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know how, like, you have... 
I, I just I, I, and also it's a thing that my parents it's a story my parents retell and stuff yeah and you want to about, forget the part um, where you kill the cat <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I didn't kill it to be clear I need to I feel like I've really heavily as a I think as a joke I, I feel like as a joke I suggested I've killed the cat and I feel like you're really running with this Tom hmm. as though I killed the cat and I want you to know that I didn't kill a cat and I would never kill a cat. Well, for I sure. don't think you killed the cat. You just you just wished for the cat to die. I I did. I, I think I did wish death upon the cat. Yeah, I don't think if, you if, would if that, kill if you the must cat, know. Michael. I don't think you've got the balls. I'll kill. I'll, well, where's David? <laughs> no, bring don't me, kill bring me your cat, cat Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill your cat right now. No, no I, I um, I, I'm sure that you were far too busy setting fires and wetting the bed uh, <laughs> to get around to killing that cat. Do you not remember anything? What do you what do you have any memories from when you were a five year old psycho Tom? Oh, I don't remember anything. I feel like I uh, I started seeing a therapist recently and she just was like, Hey, I get the feeling that your life is a ceiling of unconnected uh, is just like a, a, a series of unconnected events. And I was like, Yeah, isn't everyone's? And then and she was like, No. And I was like, Oh, I should that's bad, huh? <laughs> It's just, Tom, it seems like there are large periods of your life where you've dissociated from your reality. Yeah. Why do you think that is, Tom? Yeah, it's Why cool, right? You can just stop being where you are. No. Oh. <laughs> I think five uh, is like a time where there's like plenty of memories to remember from. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm I mean, sorry, Tom. By five, you're at school. That? Okay, well, yeah. let me check n.wikipedia.org slash 1994. I've already had Wikipedia stuff. open because I've got Andre the Seal's page open. <laughs> Have you not seen Andre the uh, Seal? It's no. one of the greatest movies of all time. Really? In my honest so great opinion. That... <laughs> um, hang on. Do we we need to we probably need to calibrate your movie like um like rating system though, Danielle. Are you are you someone who generally likes quite bad films? Um yes, yes, yes. I, I don't really okay, good like good know. films. I only like bad films. Um, <laughs> I don't a uh, lot of good films to me I watch and go like Ah, not enough happened. <laughs> this film it starts it starts with a little girl marrying a pigeon to a chicken. That is <laughs> the ultimate opening scene to That's... a movie. Um, is she, she's officiating a wedding between a pigeon and a chicken. Yes. And watching this as a ch- did you, you did you watch this as a child? I imagine. Oh yeah, because you named I named the dog my dog Andre. Yeah, yes, I love this movie so much. And we we had it on. Okay. We recorded it off the TV onto a VCR, but before that, so for me to watch it, mum had previously recorded like a current affair or something from like one of our family friends um, had been murdered um, and there was a 60 minutes or an, or an a current affair report that my mum had taped <laughs> that was before Andre the Seal. No, no. Did you ta- you taped over... A documentary about a family friend's No, I didn't, mur- I didn't tape murder. over. It was after. So I'd have to watch that before I got to Andre the Seal. Oh. Uh, what? what? And my mum would sit there and cry. And for a while, I wouldn't like, I didn't know that it was a family friend who had died. I was just like, all right, here's a report about a person dying. And mum would cry. And then I'd be like, when's Andre going to start? <laughs> Do you, do you think, Danielle, I, I hate to do some armchair psychology here, mm. but do you think maybe one of the reasons you love Andre the Seal so much as a film isn't necessarily because of the chicken and the pigeon getting married, but it's more that um, Andre the Seal, the movie, its it beginning would um, coincide with your mother 
like ceasing crying. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely not. It's a great film. There's um, a lot happening. They bring a seal from a baby seal to an adult seal. He'll come back every year. It's based off a true story. It's yeah, beautiful. Just, yeah. Again, it does just seem like you're talking about the moment where your mum would stop being traumatised by remembering a past friend. I mean, neither of you have seen the movie, so you can't judge it. No, and I don't think we're... Uh, but I think you saw it in quite I a think, specific look... context. And maybe... Oh, oh. I just think, Danielle, that basically any movie would seem really good if the thing you watched immediately prior to that film was a documentary about a family friend's murder that made your mother, who was in the room with you, weep with sadness. I think you could watch you could watch a documentary about something that fucked up and then watch, I don't know, like fucking um, Jurassic Park 2 or whatever, and then be like, no, that's a really good film. Because, it, again, it's not the thing that's traumatising your beloved mother. So do you think this is why I love bad films now? I, I, I look. I don't want to extrapolate that much. I don't. I, I, I don't know. Maybe you've got a taste for poorly shot and out of focus films now, and this is carried through. I don't know, Danielle. But it just <laughs> does seem to me that you are you're quite vociferously defending uh, that this had nothing to do with that, and this is this is. I just think wild it's a, I think it's a piece of art that everybody should watch, and I I deny <laughs> any any association between the murder report. Influencing the way I felt about Andre the Seal at all. I mean, that's if anything, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were just completely not affected by it at all. You forget that I spent a lot of my childhood hunting pigs with my granddad. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> You forget that I've, I see, I've seen my granddad shoot pigs and then I helped him drag the carcass onto the back of a truck and then helped him gut the pigs. I think you're forgetting so that you've... part of it. Mm. Maybe. Hey, what happened to the family friend who died? Did they Were they buried with or sans guts? Were they uh, dragged onto a, a truck at any point during the process? It just, it with just, with just guts like... without bits of part of them that were shot out. Oh my okay. goodness, that's that's so fucking crazy, Danielle. Again, again, um, just having having your opening act for the movie be, be the most intense and sad thing that you could possibly imagine, and you're like, oh no, I like this chicken and this pigeon getting married. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, sure. Once I found out it was a family friend and understood it, then it was a bit harder to watch. All right, well, well let's swiftly move on from um, from psychoanalyzing uh, Danielle's childhood. Uh, unless you have, unless you want to write a reply, that you can. You, unless you want to defend yourself anymore, Danielle. No, I'm, I'll um, go back and watch Andre the Seal again and see what I think. Okay, okay. Because um, uh, I, I uh, you, you, when the reason, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the potto is because uh, we had dinner the other night, Danielle, and you were telling me about a restaurant you went to that had one of the uh, best menus ever. Yeah, it was called Lazy Mo's, um, and I found it. We found it. Me and my boyfriend, um, we were on uh, anniversary weekend, and mm-hmm. we wanted to go to this this restaurant and. To get to the to the food menus, um, you had to first do the take the mo test, um, and and then you could access the rules for lazy mo's, and then you could see all the all the menus. So I thought 
Do, um, I thought maybe we could start by so, taking the Mo test to find out if you're. Well, hang on. Mo. Can you just set the scene? Where, where, like, where is this restaurant, and and what does it look like when you ride when you drive up to it? Um, because this obviously there's a lot going on here, but I just really want people to imagine where we are. So this one was in Bendigo. And uh-huh. uh, I think from the outside it sort of looked like a grey house, but it had a big sign that said Lazy Mo's up on the Great. roof. Okay. And it's sort of and like... And Bendigo's like, it's, it's an old gold mining town that's like, what, two hours or three hours out of Melbourne, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, and yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it just had a sign that looked really shit. And uh, we either like fine dining or horrific dining. Um <laughs> And so we, that's why we decided to go to Lazy Mo's. It, it, it was also like right. the only thing that was open that wasn't like McDonald's at the time of the morning we were up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided to go to go there. And when we got there, right. nobody else was there, but there were about 150 tables inside. Wow. Okay, so, so and then there's a test you've got to do? What is the purpose of the test? Um, what do you mean there's a test? Just to find <laughs> out, you can take the Mo test just to find out if you're a Lazy Mo or not. Okay, okay. It's pretty straightforward, Hink. Mm. I All don't right. know. What... Tom, do you want to do the Mo test with me? Sure. Okay, number one. Do you pick food off other people's plates without asking? Yes. No. Okay, mark down your scores, please. Okay. Okay. Um, do you double dip? Yes. No. Okay. Uh, do you surf through every channel on the TV constantly when you have the remote? Um, what? Hang on. I do the modern That's... equivalent of that, Yes. Yeah, I do that as well. But that doesn't seem relevant. I feel like we've taken a wild turn away from... The first two at least are about food, which makes sense at a restaurant. The the television question is confusing, but go on. Well, this next question is going to be more confusing then. Do you pick your nose while you're driving? I'll make my answer (laughs) off the podcast. (laughs) I have been known to do this, yes. Okay, so Hing's at two... Tom is at four. <laughs> I don't see how you would assume <laughs> such a thing from a man's right to privacy. Uh, do you ignore private number on your mobile phone? Yeah, every day. What? What is this? What the? Do- I mean, I do. Yes, because often it's people who um, it's often people I don't want to talk to who okay. call me from private numbers. Three and five. Okay. Do you say, "Oh, I wish I had a got that" when the person sitting next to you gets their meal? No, I do not. Okay, so now we're back to restaurants. Back to restaurants. This is, yeah. this is all over the place. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm I'm marking mine down. By the way, Danielle, I'm tallying. Okay. If you if you want to just yeah, I'm, I am as well, Danielle. Okay. okay, perfect. Is your partner a gonna gonna do this gonna do that? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Oh, is your partner a go- uh no? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, are you always in the powder room when it's time to do the dishes? What? Substituting the powder room for places that are away? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, Right. Are you checking in right now? What does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? I don't don't understand what that means, but I'm going to assume (laughs) that I am. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, Tom actually added the two of us. You're probably more likely to be checked out on account of your um, constant dissociation from life. Oh, I thought you were calling me attractive and saying analysis. that people were looking at me and that was a hard fall to make. <laughs> <laughs> Are you crying? No, Are you crying, Tom? I'm not feeling anything. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's not here, man. <laughs> the Tom Walker, you know, is dead. So Say hello to Mo Walker. <laughs> um, okay, sorry, keep going, Daniel. Um, are you the one person out of a big group who always whinges about the food or the price? Huh. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think I no. am. I think no. I. No. 
I generally have like a, a dog's satisfaction with the food that I'm presented with. Just happy to be there. That's nice. Okay. Mm. Are you in the hospitality industry? Yeah, well, I guess you can do it better, right? Well, okay, that's the tone of the tone of that question really has a that belies a um something that's happened, like a real experience this person has had. Uh, I have been in the hospitality industry before. I've worked as a bartender, but I, I don't need more. So I guess I'm, I'm no. So for you that. you don't think you could do it better? Well, I don't know what it is. Um, I'm. Are they suggesting Danielle, that like I thinks he can do it better? I think well, I think that's no. a yes from Hing. He's been criticizing the quiz the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. I mean, could I could I write a better quiz than this? Probably. I think I could. Yeah, but you don't even know what a mo is yet, okay? Hing? That's so true. how are you going to write true. a test for a thing you don't even know what it is? That's true. Okay, that's true. Last I last question on the quiz. Do you look at this and say that's not me? Well, think again. It's not really Hang a question, what? actually. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this this <laughs> quiz. Has a like the final question on it is one of those people that are at a like a fucking writers festival or whatever that's like um this is more of a comment than a question. <laughs> yeah, so I don't really know how to take it, but um so if if you said yes um to a, to these, this is your score. So if you got between one and five, you are a liar. Um, <laughs> if you got between six and nine, keep trying. You were almost there. If you got between 10 and 12, congratulations, you are a mo. Okay, well, I'm a liar. Tom, where are you at? I am a mo. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. Okay, so this is... Thank, thank so you. Just to, <laughs> just to bring people back around, this is a this is a quiz that's on the menu um, of an empty restaurant with 100 tables and chairs that Danielle and her boyfriend, John, are the only people in. Yes. Great. Um, also, this is a place where um, it is quantity over quality for food. Um, right. Okay. So it's shit food, but you get like a lot of like it. okay so much you you can't you can't eat it. You can't and eat it. Did all right? And did the when you like the the waiter or the server who was there with you? Did they explain the quiz to you at all? Did you ask about it? Did you? Did anyone mention the quiz? Uh I would say the waiters and um, staff there did not want to be in a conversation with you. I would say that they have taken the Mo test before they were given the job and they all rated 12. What? Um, right, okay. What, where, where is this again? Bendigo, did you say? Bendigo, Bendigo but there's yeah. a fair few around Melbourne because we, we, we're, we've been on the lookout. There's about five or there's about five of them. If you go on Wait, the so website, you can find a lot of information about the guy who started Lazy Mo's. He's had a career of starting restaurants. Lazy Mo's is the first one to take off. Um, and by take off, you know, I am also saying we were the only people there. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, the fir- I think the first line of the about section on the website was like, my name is actually, actually Joe, not Mo, and I'm actually not lazy. Oh. <laughs> um, now, the- Why did you call the restaurant Lazy Mo? Do you think it's like Mo was like his like enemy? And he like like maybe it was his brother he had a falling out with? And so he's named the the, the, the restaurant after his lazy brother. But um do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like an attack. I mean that's a very funny attack also especially if it's the only restaurant that you've been able to keep alive and it's the name of your brother that you wanted to spite 
Sure, sure, sure. I'm looking at the re Google reviews now. Um, if I could give a zero, I would. This is a review posted <laughs> two years ago. A few weeks ago, I had a burger at Lazy Moe's in Bendigo, and there was a large bone in my burger and a strong oily taste which turned me off my food. This morning, I went and tried the waffles. They were completely inedible. They were so burnt and hard that I could not cut them at all. Why did he go back? I don't know. <laughs> That's on him. No, on I'm him. with lazy. I'm with lazy Fuck. mole on that. Yeah, they've worked out Fuck. that they don't like okay. you there. They, they're going to keep serving you that Fuck. stuff. It's just a, a, a bone, a burger bone. Um, I've just found the lazy mo's website, lazymoes.com.au, and Danielle, Danielle, you're slightly you have left out a little bit of information from the about section. So the actual opening line of the about section yes. reads: it's, "It's about Mo," and it reads: "Those of you that have been on another planet for a while may know me as Joe." Well, I have a news flash. I am now Mo. For everyone else that's just dying to know how I went from Joe to Mo, here's a story about how it all began. Oh my god! It's got... been the longest story in the world, by the way. It's like pages okay. and pages and pages. There's a review here that uh, that accuses the manager of hiding when people were ready to pay, so they couldn't complain about the food. <laughs> Okay, wait. So you know how Mo is actually Joe, right? Yes. And they changed their name from Joe to Mo. Well, this is the next sentence. Starting even further back, I am an, a gentleman by the name of Michael Guida. I, <laughs> Michael was born in 1967 and ironically does not have a lazy boat in his body. He was a hardworking young man who started out his first business in a panel shop called M&N Panel Works in East Killer in 1984. So... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, back up. You know him as Joe, but Joe is gone. Now he's Mo, but Joe used to be Michael Guida. It's there's one. <laughs> there's a lot there's going a review on here that is uh, one star, and it just says the words "never again." <laughs> um, I've also found incredible um, because obviously before Lazy Mo's, they had a. Uh, a bunch of other thing, a bunch of other restaurants. Um, one was called Smoke and Joe's Cafe, Mooney Ponds. Another was called Spags. Another was called Carlito's Pizza. And my favourite, Woggy's Pizza. Sorry, what? <laughs> Woggy's <laughs> had... Pizza. Oh, that's crazy. That's real crazy. Um, yeah, Lazy Moe's. And there was also a place called. Did you say there's a place called Spags? Yeah, they had a place called. Um, yeah, Spags. Spags, yeah, wow. it was. They've had a bunch of different ones. Uh, also, um, I like also this bit. So, in 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 1998, Michael opened up Smoke and Joe's Cafe Mooney Ponds. Um, that day, something Melbourne knows and loves grew to something Melbourne knows and grew to love was founded. The biggest meals and best loving service in town was introduced to the hospitality industry. Michael had found <laughs> his feet and opened up Cousin Joe's two doors down. You can't open up. Uh, you can't open up a, a, another one two doors down. That's absolutely so, psycho. That's just the same restaurant, but with like a pause in between. Yeah. So it's just a... Smoke and Joe's. So it's a restaurant two doors down that's competing Joe's. with his own restaurant. Yeah. Wow. Yes, I mean, look, if you're opening two restaurants up on the same street, you're definitely not lazy. Um. So what... What Did you say there was a... Did you say there was a... <laughs> 
there was rules as well, yes. Danielle. So there are terms and conditions of eating Wait, at Lazy Tom, what are you, Mo's. What are you, what are you guffawing at, Tom? So I found a, this is a review from 2nd of October 2017. <laughs> Please take care when sitting as the seats scoot across the highly polished wood floor. Don't grab the table to support you as it slides as well. <laughs> I ordered the fish and quinoa salad. The two pieces of fish were micro thin and were not cooked through. So the the fish is somehow paper thin, but also not cooked. Uh, I had raw fish and some parts that were cooked were very spongy. Uh, the fish was laid on my salad, which was black. Not burnt, but black. The red onion Fuck. was black, as were the other vegetables. I tried to eat some, but gave up as it was so vile to look at and eat. The waitress agreed with my view of the meal, but I heard no more, and I was given no discount. <laughs> She's like, yeah, man, it sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, this totally, I get sucked. it. Man, I'd hate to eat here. Yeah, I'd, I would be mad paying full price for this, which is what you're doing, by the way. This is oh the type goodness. of restaurant uh, I would love to see Gordon Ramsay go to because you know oh, sure. you know that this owner mm. is psycho and he would have an argument. Well, you've got to know if Mo um, or Joe is in that day. That is true. <laughs> or Michael. Um, Danielle, was there, there were some rules as well. Yeah, so there's the What's terms the and conditions of eating at Lazy Mo's, which is, I don't know if you can see, it's it's this long, which I've just oh shown in the wow. chat. I'll, I'll yeah, I've got, it, I've got it open here as well. Terms and conditions of eating at Lazy Mo's. Can you run through them for uh, us? Leave all bad moods at the door and pick them up on your way out if you need to. Wonderful, um, wonderful. Do you understand plain English? We do not split bills, okay? And for those of you who don't understand, here it is in a few more languages. And then there's um, a right. bunch of different languages. Help. There's like French, I think Greek maybe. Um, I think there's, yeah, wow. So like, <laughs> that's so funny. To, this is such an aggressive series of rules at Lazy Mo. Yeah, they're big, big time. I just want to know when he was, he, was, he obviously wrote this in Spanish. Like after two weeks of complaints and being like, mm. no, no more. If you, if any of these things happen, no complaining ever. Do not complain. The customer is not right. Um, yeah, the customer's wrong. And also, wrong. it feels like it was written. Uh, sorry, I'm getting my ahead of myself here, but what it feels like this was written in one go and not edited because halfway through, he uses the phrase "last but not least," and then there's. <laughs> Double the amount of pros again until the rules are over. <laughs> so, um... and another thing, energy. You know that um, you know that anecdote about Allen Ginsberg or whatever. I think it was, or was it Jack Kerouac? I think it was Jack Kerouac riding on the road, and he um back in the day where people had to change like individual sheets of paper in um in in a typewriter. Jack Kerouac just like stapled or like glued together like a hundred sheets of paper so he could just like stream of consciousness right um, on the road. I feel like that's what this guy's done. He's just like gone. He's just gone for broken. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna keep typing. You know, I'm not gonna stop for anything. You know, <laughs> and then just given it to a graphic designer to put in in a yeah, to, bubble. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I need you. I need you to make this look like I am completely insane. <laughs> Hello, you're in my house now, so I'll tell you where you're sitting and don't be rearranging my furniture. 
There is okay. a meaning behind please wait to be seated. If you read between the lines, it really means I, Mo, don't want you walking in like you own the joint. Sit where you want and complain about bad service because we don't know where you sat yourselves. <laughs> it's like, there's like, there's like, the third rule, he begins with hello, which is very funny. <laughs> like, leave all Batman to the door. We don't split bills. Hello, you're in my house now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so crazy. All right, keep going, Danielle. This is so funny. By the way, Mo is not responsible for any bad punctuation or misspelled words. If you were concerned, fine... 40 cents and you can tell someone who cares. Okay, so it hasn't been updated in a while, huh? No. Again, so that is... 40 cents was, I think, in in a a while ago, was the the price of a local phone call. (laughs) Um, Good stuff from Mo. A a good setup punchline. Okay, cool. Last but not least, have a grass night. Oh, well, like like Tom said, that must be the end of it, I assume. That's the end of the rules? No. Oh, and please push your chairs in before you leave. There is only one thing left to do. Remember your table number when paying. There's only one thing left to do. That should be the end. But again, no, this is not the end. By the way, if you are in hospitality, keep it to yourself because I really don't care. I only have patience. (laughs) I only have patience for legitimate complaints, not people who think they know everything. If you think you can do it better... Go open your own place, or if you already have your own place, stay there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Any questions? So... <laughs> um, I just, yeah. Wow. What would a customer wow. with a legitimate complaint? Inst- because I assume there's a different. That's the difference between a legitimate complaint is saying, "Hey, just so you know, uh, you've served me a completely black red onion," and then. If you you would think you know better if you're like, hey, just so you know, you've served me a completely black red onion. Might I? Could I have some fresh produce? And presumably <laughs> then Mo would go, like, oh, Mr. Ramsey knows what to put in his salad, does he? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, oh man. he's hiding we have as well. To... Oh, yeah. yeah be, oh, let's wait. Um, wait, uh, there's one last thing, Danielle. Yes. There's one last. Th- there's still more on this fucking men- on this fucking rules list. Yes, if you don't accept our terms and conditions, or you have a different opinion of what works, make Mo an offer. Money talks, bullshit walks. <laughs> so he's like, if you don't like this restaurant, your options are either to shut the fuck up or buy my restaurant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I and dare look, you. Just so you know, when you buy my restaurant, you're also buying the many lawsuits that are currently being funded against my restaurant. Mo has committed many crimes. In the character of Mo, <laughs> the character of Mo has been connected with the disappearance of several young women from truck stops <laughs> in rural Queensland. That's so fucking crazy. So, so what? You went? How was the food when you went there, Daniel? You said it was uh, quantity over quality. Did you get ill or anything? We didn't get ill, but like it was. I mean, we went for breakfast, which I think is like the easiest meal. It's the safest meal. Because you just get eggs and shit. Um, My partner, though, he did order a big... um, Well, he ordered a milkshake, and then Mm -hmm. what came was, like, a a two-litre milkshake that he he couldn't finish (laughs) because it was two litres of ice cream and milk. It was so big. 
and and Jono's like Jono's like such a tall guy. Yeah. Like I could I could imagine that if anyone was going to drink a be able to drink a big milkshake, he'd be in the category of people who loves a big milkshake. You know. Yeah. But two liters is, is, is that's an absurd amount of milkshake to serve any man. And you know, right in the morning too, on a on a on a fresh <laughs> belly. You can't be drinking he? two liters of milk. He didn't even finish his meal. It was the, he ordered the big breakfast. We didn't know it was going to be that big. You know, it's like big, did, but not good. Did he? Did he? Did he feel a sense of disappointment in um in not being able to finish it? Like, is he, is he a man? Is John a man who is like challenged by food, or does he have like sufficient restraint to know when he's been bested by food? I think at that point, this was a few years ago. I think at that point, he'd never had a meal that he couldn't finish. You know. I think this might have been on on the, de- you know, a learning curve for him. Right, sure. This is a teachable moment. Lacey Mose was a real was a, a real moment of personal awakening for 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 um for for Jono as he realised that wow, sometimes a milkshake is too big. This is yeah, so it also, incredible. I don't understand why they can't. You know, they. I understand why they're spending so much on food as well, and why they've got salad that's going off and fish that's too thin because they're trying to put too much on. On your plate, you know, and it feels don't like, need that much. It feels like they're one of those places that have quite a wide menu, but then the dishes that they're supplying are so large in volume that they are, like, oversupplied for... I mean, there's one review here that just says, I ended up ordering some pancakes. My pancakes was were actually just one pancake with two or three litres of ice cream dumped on top. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might have some sort of ice cream milk deal or something. Yeah, yeah, that's so fucking... <laughs> so uh, when you said you found other um, instances of this restaurant, is it just in Bendigo or is no. it... Are there... No, there are others as well. Um, I've got a list. I'll, I'll bring up the list of where the others are um, because, yeah, there are a few others. There was one that was near our old another house that we found in Melbourne and we were going to go there because one of our dreams is to visit all the Lazy Moes. Um, oh, my God, course, that's so course, romantic. <laughs> so there's um there's one in Tullamarine, one in... That's right near the airport, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, in Melbourne, yeah. one in, I can never say this word, Mariburanong. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh, one, in, one in Oakley, one in Bendigo, one in Caroline Springs, one in Melton and one in Ballarat. And Mo on, could so be like... in your suburb soon. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> so yeah. there could be. So there's what like there's like seven or eight of these gargantuan, um, like psycho restaurants around the Melbourne area. Yeah, there's Fuck, seven. We have to go. To, we have to. We have to go to one of these. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that'll. Um, oh my god, that'll be a dream come true. Yeah, Danielle, yeah. Maybe um, you looking... maybe once uh, we can travel again. We can do. We can do a. We can just fly um, in, go to the Tullamarine, one fly back out. Yeah, exactly. We'll do a FIFO lazy mask. Yeah, we got to be careful the though. Toilet. We're not. We, we got to be careful though that we're not going to the one where Jono's planning to propose to Danielle. You know, <laughs> hiding a wedding ring in the midst of her five liters of ice cream, <laughs> looking for a you needle in a haystack. <laughs> the three of us could go to one of these and do a. We could do a little like follow up podcast from one of these because I didn't see anywhere on the rules where it was like no recording equipment and no, no podcasts. No, I don't think they've been rewritten since podcasts became available. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, well, um, thank you both so much for uh, taking times out of your busy mornings to 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 uh, appear on Free to a Good Home, the internet's only funny podcast um danielle have you got some stuff coming up that you want to tell people about 
Um, no. All right. Fair <laughs> I enough. I don't think so. My brain's not working right now. Sorry. I'll message you if there is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are you still doing the? Are you still doing the Bachelor podcast as well? Oh, uh, yes, we're rebranding. I'll I'll put that oh. out in a moment. I'll put that out soon in the next few days, um, and then I'll message okay. you. Okay. So, <laughs> well, yeah, this is right. probably not coming out immediately, so you can probably plug that on here. Um, yeah, but I don't in. know. Well, I don't know. I think we're gonna. Okay, I think we're gonna call it Y Two K Scrags. I think that's going to be the new name for the pod. Um, right, is, and that name is it still a Bachelor recap podcast? That see, I, me and we me and Amy are having a small argument about Y two K Scrags. Um, because I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure on Scrags. Um, but Naomi's pretty adamant about Scrags. What is Scrags? What is Scrags mean? Scrags is like it's like two thousand slang for like a dirty slut. What fucking oh, cyberpunk oh, bullshit right, okay. is that? She sounds like she's out of Red why Dwarf. I don't <laughs> know. You have never heard that. Why? You've never heard of Scrags? What, what? It's like, no, I think it's I like a know. country. I think it's like a country thing. Uh-huh. You call someone right, Scrags. Okay. <laughs> so why? Wait, wait. Why are you rebranding the podcast away from like a successful Bachelor recap thing towards talking about I don't know the Millennium Bug and also um, slang from the two thousand? So we're sort of sick of talking about the yeah. bachelor and stuff so we figured oh, sure. we would go to the 2000s and recap 2000s reality tv oh all the okay. good shit that okay. happened back then before rules were in place um because oh, yeah. we we had a everybody liked when we did um that children's show in the desert what whatever that was called because mm. that was because you know they in that one they oh. had kids killing yeah chickens and goats and shit that was crazy yeah <laughs> All right, so uh, everyone go and look at Danielle's soon-to-be rebranded podcast. Um, it could be called Y2K Scrags. It might be called <laughs> something else. This is the worst plug I've ever heard. So follow Danielle on Twitter at Dan Walker Comedy. <laughs> just, just fucking hell. She's so good. <laughs> yeah, everyone look out for um, Y2K Scrags. And okay, follow can, Danielle so- on Instagram to see if she wins the argument and the podcast isn't called that. Uh, and Tom uh, people can see you getting buried on Demi Lada's Twitch stream this Sunday from midday Australian Eastern Standard Time Uh, do you have anything else you want to let people know about? Yeah I've got my own Twitch stream it's twitch.tv slash Tom Walker and I've got some merch for it and uh, uh, me and Demi have a podcast called bigsofttitty.png that is I mean it's it's genuinely so fucking stupid but maybe you'll like it it's yeah it's the it's the most upsetting podcast experience um, I've I've (laughs) Um, I've had post podcast. I think really. Um, Why? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I meant doing the podcast and then having your fucking oh yeah, I your freeze. fucking little gremlin fans come up and, and and abuse me on the street. Not abuse me, but um, you know, <laughs> yell at me on the street. Um, we've talked about this. Didn't we talk about this on this podcast? Yeah, we talked about this on this podcast. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, if you listen to Big Soft Titty, you're you're banned from this show. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, <laughs> All right, um, thanks for doing this photo and thanks for listening. Uh, rate and review it, etc., etc. Ben will be back next week. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. If you like